This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. Hi, I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I have a and I'm hungover. Ooh, you no. are? No. I, I have a little Xbox 360 launch hangover. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm man, I'm never doing that again. But, oh, also, uh, producer Veronica, hello. Hello. And welcome to Buzz Out Loud, the podcast of indeterminate length. Although we've been getting some comments lately that maybe it's not quite so indeterminate, but we'll get that to that later. Uh, That's yes. just because we're so good at it. I know. Our it, timing's just yeah, on. We just get the same time every It is literally indeterminate, though. <laughs> in a literal way hey thanks to all the people who called and watched the uh, holiday help desk on friday that's why i'm tired thank it was you fun. so much it thank you fun. so much we heard from a lot of buzz out loud listeners we did and it was really great was we really, heard from really a lot cool. of people which i think had a lot to do with our giving away 10 xbox 360s the phones did not stop ringing from 7 30 until the moment then brian cooley said okay no more phone calls we're done and then that's and even then, after we had been done giving out xboxes yeah and the yeah. line just went dead it was really weird wow everyone's so obedient mm-hmm. and for those of you who said you were sorry not to see veronica she was back if you called you, you probably got to talk to her yeah, or if, if you, you went to webcam th- if you could get through the lines mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i did um, webcam many. for the first six hours or so and then for the last four hours i did uh phones oh poor little thing she was just typing 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 anybody typing, out typing. there a labor lawyer <laughs> so we all worked 12 we hours worked a little harder than we should have had it was like 14 all said and done but nothing went wrong and you know what it no, was really great and i feel like we answered a lot of questions i think it was actually helpful we answered something like 167 174 phone calls. 174 calls on wow. the air and every one of those people had a chance to win an Xbox 360. And right after we get done with this, we should walk over and take a look where they're cutting up the video from Friday. And uh, folks should know that they will be putting excerpts from the show up right. on the web. Because we did get a question, an email question about that, about whether the help desk would be available as video uh, chunks. And indeed, it will. But enough about us. Let's talk about 300 gigabyte holographic disks. Hot diggity. Woohoo. <laughs> this is awesome. I have to admit, when Tom first sent this link to me, I kind of sighed. Like oh. <laughs> You did. You're like, oh, man. I'm I like, was. what? What? Because I was like, not more next generation format stuff. But then I realized that this, this, is, this is the nuclear option in the next generation format war. Well, and the thing is, it's not a format like HD DVD or Blu-ray. Right. It's, it's a storage. I mean, it's a storage format, but it's not a playback format. Right. So it's just it's using holographic technology to store 300 gigabytes on one disk. Uh, according to the register, Which Maxell is, awesome. is promising to deliver it by the end of next year. Yep. Which uh, is probably about the time that uh, HD DVD and or Blu-ray or whichever one wins or whatever will be in wide circulation as well. And what's the there they I think they quoted approximately how many movies you could store. On 300 gigabytes, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, even in a, even in HD, you can store a bunch in 300 gigabytes, uh, more than yeah. one. I mean, this is awesome. And if you can, if it if it'll do the things that it should do, like you can record right to it, and you know, and it, it could replace. I mean, this is I think what we've been asking for, which is like, yeah, the next generation DVD format thing sounds fine, but it's not enough storage, especially if you're just talking about storage. Like one thing that gets lost, I think, in this whole conversation is that it's more than just recording high definition television. People step away from the TV and start thinking about data. Mm -hmm. Like today's technology consumer has so much digital video, so many digital photos, so many, so many digital music files. And it just like our personal storage needs just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So when I hear about eight gigs, nine gigs, 
even 50 gigs of storage on a Blu-ray disc that and it sounds more and more like it's going to cost 10 or $12 a disc. I'm like, that's not enough. Now, the one, one thing about the, uh, the holographic disc from Maxell is it requires its own reader. Yeah. It's not, it's not something you can throw in a, in a DVD drive. But then that's going to be true of HD DVD as well. Yeah. You can't just throw it in an old DVD player. You're going you to have to buy a new... high def DVD. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I mean. Thank yes. you for pointing that out because I'm including Blu-ray when I say high def DVD. So, right. Yeah. Stupid HD DVD naming their thing after the thing. They quit naming things <laughs> sensibly. It's so, it's so confusing. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I referred earlier to cost. There's a story on news.com today. At least um, one executive from a disc replication company and other experts are saying that Blu-ray that they might be spinning kind of an elaborate fiction about how much the stuff is really going to cost. That they seem to have, there's a hidden threat there that their stuff is going to come out and be a lot more expensive than they are saying. Well, I mean, consider among other things, you got to pay for the root kits and the... You know, <laughs> the DRM stuff alone. All the lawsuits when people find out about it. <laughs> the uh, massive padding of profits that has to be figured in. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to have to be, what, a, at least a 300% markup. So you put that on top of something that's going to cost more than you thought anyway. Yeah, this is... Yeah, pricey, pricey stuff. I don't know. With 300 gigabyte holographic storage, I, I'm not saying it's going to kill high-definition DVDs. But right. But it, it sure certainly starts to, could. I mean, I was already thinking that, that just regular hard drive storage yeah. with its massive capacities yeah. would be able to... To compete exactly i mean i think network attached storage was the killer the silver bullet for next generation dvd formats yeah. anyway and if oh man holographic storage so this gives you a little bit of an optical permanent storage they said the archive time is around 50 years which is pretty decent yeah i think cds are around the same thing maybe a little more and 300 gigs hello on one little disc love it but i, I know you're, you're tired of talking about xbox 360 <laughs> <laughs> however uh, we, we had hurts my head one, one thing that we we wish we would have been able to have more time to record more podcasts but given all of the stuff we were doing we couldn't yeah. was to cover the Xbox 360 crashing yes we um, got a lot of questions about that on the help desk which is yeah. interesting now the percentage of them that are having problems is low but mm-hmm. there are a percentage that are having problems and Slashdot has a posting saying that you can fix a lot of the problems by raising the power supply off the ground perhaps with some <laughs> string so I that the uh, so that the power supply doesn't overheat because the overheating is apparently causing some of the crashing yep a string or maybe a little baking rack a cooling <laughs> rack of some sort i'm sure a lot of gamers have baking gear you can get laying around Stewart the house yeah. yeah it's not doing anything else so <laughs> so why not but anyway yes i referred to the xbox uh hangover because it does seem like now that it's a little it's always a little anticlimactic when the the new product comes home after the big frenzy and so now there's like well i don't know there's the crashing there's the overheating it's too expensive anyway i can't get it I can't so. wait for Sony PlayStation 3. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never doing this again until the PS3 launch. Yeah. Dang it. Um, yeah. I just want to point out Walmart totally sold out. <laughs> Big surprise. After saying that they weren't going to run out. Yeah. Everybody sold out. Yeah. I mean. The Why big- would you say that? I know. It's ridiculous. Because you know somebody like me is going to seize on it like a little obsessive turd oh. and be like, dude, dude, you said you weren't going to sell out. That's why I never like walk down the street saying nothing's ever going to fall out of a 10 story window on top of me. Cause it's not like, <laughs> maybe it's not likely to happen, but as soon as I say that, bam, the anvil comes down from the Looney Tunes <laughs> land crushes me. Yes. An interesting, um, interesting example. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> moving on. TiVo Ooh. wants to, Oh yeah. Ooh. 
Oh, well, I was just hoping you were going to talk about TiVo because I had a question. Okay. Ooh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the T- TiVo, according to a news.com story, is going to make their ads searchable. Interesting. So you would provide the subscribers with searchable ads for selected categories as part of an effort with several media and advertising agencies. This is the kind of stuff we've been yes, waiting for. Exactly. Which is use the medium to its best effect. Be Don't creative. just try to keep people in the past. Right. So, yeah, I mean, people will use this. But I was thinking about this the other day. What is the point of advertising? Advertising's point is to inform people about products that they wouldn't otherwise know about. Right. Right. And of course, the advertiser wants people to find out about their product and buy it or pay for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we need, we do need advertising right? to a certain extent because that may be the only way we would find out about stuff. What we don't need advertising for is to tell us how good it is or whether we should buy it, right? Wait, but right. it is a way to find right. out that stuff exists. So this is, a, this is a valuable service. Yeah, and I think this is great because I think what has gotten frustrating about advertising is that it, it feels like it is less about informing us about things. And, you know, fine, of course, they're going to make judgments about quality and try to get us to buy it. What I don't like is this assumption that you must see every ad because you must be constantly consuming. Yeah. You know, and and there's a parallel development in advertising, which I like, which is, okay, you should get to see ads for things that you're probably going to be interested in. And this is all part of that. What I do want to know is, why can't they make the shows searchable? Because that would be awesome. Well, they, I mean, they kind of <laughs> are in the wish list thing. Yeah, but that's true. It's not... But shows by topic, like if I could search for all spy shows, because now apparently Alias has been canceled. Oh, right. That is uh, that is a big news. Mm-hmm. So it won't be coming to iTunes is my guess. I don't know. Maybe the maybe that'll be their first back catalog. The past issues. I don't know. Yeah. They would say now that Alias episodes. is canceled, you can buy it on iTunes. And remember how good it used to be. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm actually, you know what, this is totally off topic, but I'm glad about that because with Jennifer Garner, we're supposed to be leaving at the end of the season anyway. So. Yeah, she has gotten pretty was, annoying. That though. thing was going in the trash. I feel bad though, because I, I kind of like the new, um, the guy, Balthazar Getty. I don't like that show. I like that, that new character. I don't like Jennifer Garner. Really? Nope. We can talk about this later. <laughs> now, you pointed out a story uh, Wait, on PBR. Do you, think, do you think she oh, has oh, man oh, hands? Because well, I hear that a I lot. I think she has a, This is I, still I about TiVo. <laughs> All right. Your question about TiVo. This is still about TiVo, but okay. go ahead. Okay. So I tried to buy one. I tried to buy the oh, yeah. uh, $40 Series 2. Yeah. But I don't have a phone line. So can oh. I not use it? You know what? I got an email about that, actually, and the guy was just ranting about how they still require a dial-in for setup, which is annoying. But here's what he did. He took it back to Best Buy uh-huh. or Circuit City or wherever he bought it. And he was like, hey, can I use your phone for setup? Like you can just use someone else's phone just to do the really? setup, I think. Because it's not location based. Oh. The, the actual dial in. Okay. It's just so that you can dial in and so they can, I don't know, download some ads. <laughs> no, but it's so you can get the programming and stuff. That's what I figured. But I'm like, well, why can't I use my broadband connection I know. from Comcast? It's ridiculous. Which is my cable. It's ridiculous. Is it, it's a series two. Yeah, you should be able no. to. Nope. You have. You can to use it up. to update, or you can use it. They to won't get, let like, you set up over the nope. internet. Nope. They will not. I, what if you? I know this to be true because we did it recently when we bought the TiVo for our friend's house and took it up there and helped her set it up. Mm. What if you tricked it into using Skype or something? I wonder. Uh, I don't know. And maybe I could get a Skype out number. Uh huh. And trick it that way. Maybe you could try that. It's tricky. The easiest way, obviously, is the social engineering approach that Molly suggests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next door. And then I was all yeah mad because i yeah. really wanted tivo and i didn't want to get the comcast dvr it's which really? is actually a little bit cheaper but it is cheaper because they want you to buy it but yeah. it's not tivo it's not tivo it's so not, it's cool. not it doesn't worth have the, it the nice like awesome remote that's really easy to use speaking of tivo we had a lot of questions about what's going to happen with the direct tv tivo thing now that direct tv oh, is going to start making mm-hmm. its own dvr they and already it got are me. selling what the their own 
version. I know, but all the questions got me. Like people had heard rumors that they were going to start charging more for TiVo if you wanted to get the shows. I don't know. It made me very nervous about what's going to happen to the TiVo support because I'm not getting some other DVR. Mm, yeah, and then so I tried to buy the Comcast DVR one because I thought TiVo was hopeless. Mm-hmm. And so I did the whole thing. I picked my new like premium digital channels and everything and added, got it all to the checkout. And then they put me into some chat with like a representative to set up my time Uh-oh. and they weren't chatting back. I was like, hello, <laughs> hello, I, I don't understand why I'm in a chat. I just want to buy things from you. Um, yeah. And then it was gone. And so I didn't get it. So now I guess I'll get TiVo and it was all for a good reason. It was yeah. All I, wanna, a dream. I really want to start a blog called I'm just trying to give you my money. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's what I said. I can't believe how hard <laughs> companies make it, especially I like, I technology. Money. I just want to give you money. Just what? let me give you money. Yeah. That's why I wrote my column praising my customer support uh, experience recently because it was good and that's such an exception. I know. How sad is that? Yeah. I just want to pay you. <laughs> I know. All right, right but I'm NBC is uh, making noise about the iPod PSP TiVo to go sync that we yeah, talked about that'll be coming soon. This is just ridiculous. NBC is saying that TiVo is acting unilaterally disregarding rights of content owners uh-huh. but regarding the, the needs of consumers but that never gets mentioned. No. This oh, no. unilateral action creates the risk of legal conflict. Mm-hmm. We're coming out. I love this. Instead of contributing to the constructive exploitation of digital technology that can rapidly provide new ex- and exciting in- experiences for the customer, such as being able to download their shows and transfer them to PSPs and iPods. And watch them. And watch them. Because you know what? I have paid now for my TV. I understand that when I use my TiVo, I, under- I pay for my TV two times. I pay my cable fee or my satellite fee, and I pay my TiVo fee. So I actually pay two times and to watch, watch the shows the, that I like. Do you watch the ads? And sometimes, Three if times. the ads are interesting, I watch them. Therefore, I have paid at least one time, possibly two times, possibly as many as three times to watch TV. So you know what? NBC, I am going to put it on whatever digital device I want. And I'm going to take it wherever the heck I want. Because really, I think you've gotten enough out of this stone. Seriously. E-Week uh, spoke to two intellectual property attorneys. <laughs> well said. And Thank said you. that uh, NBC doesn't have a leg to stand on. No, and but you know what? They oh, shouldn't even just find that said, out before you even make yourself look like a, a an ASS. They also said Molly's <laughs> right. Oh. In, oh. in the briefing. Oh, okay. Supreme Court briefing. I'm, I'm good then. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> All right, moving on. Google's got a click-to-call advertising service, and from what I can tell, it would allow you to just click a phone number when you're reading an ad, and it would use Google Talk to dial them. And, the, and your phone number's <laughs> hidden, too. Yeah. This privacy. Oh, right. clever. And it also keeps things in your phone so you can call them back later. Yep. Because you know why? Then you, pretty soon, you never, ever have to leave Google because they have your mail and they have your pictures. And then you could just, you could buy stuff right there and you could surf right there and you could find everything on the web right there and you could store all your data on the grid and the, the base thing. And they live at Google. Google indexed my house. <laughs> so much easier to find stuff now. <laughs> Google is my house. <laughs> It's uh, that's part of our Google World Domination Watch, right there. As always. And then this is just a dumb idea. Uh, yeah. A Dutch company called Unified Root, according to Slashdot, wants to offer top-level domains without extensions. For instance, instead of typing CNET.com, you would just type CNET, right? And it would be a special extension, which would be the absence of an extension. All very existential. But wow. uh, the thing is, they're not doing it in partnership no. with ICANN or anything. What well, they're trying to do it as their own service. So mm-hmm. basically, you would have to sign up for their service to be able to get to these domains. Oh, not good. Not no, good. it's like New.net, which is still around. 
in some strange way. But new.net was like, well, we'll provide, you know, instead of waiting for ICANN to provide new top-level domains like .info and .biz, we'll provide lots of them. Yeah, All no. you have to do is wait for everyone in the world to download our software and install it. And and pay us, if yeah. you want to register, $1,000 up front and $240 a year. What? Like, you know what? No. I'm sorry, but the domain system, it has its problems, but right now it works. So buzz off. I'm going to do veronica.info. Unified Route wants $1,000 up front. We should, we should up launch front. that as a $1,000 for a registration, oh, that's what too. I just said. Yeah. And I said it just like that in the yeah. same tone of voice, I think. You did? I was asleep. Yeah. No, actually, I must have been reading. Because <laughs> And then you got to that part and you were like, wait, what? Yeah. We should start a new segment on Buzz Out Loud called Buzz Off. Yeah, <laughs> I think we just did. I think we just did. Buzz Off NBC and Buzz Off Dutch Company. All right, we're going to take a lightning fast break and be back. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Wasn't so, that so lightning fast? <laughs> <laughs> the Australian courts have ordered music artists' names to be blocked on Kazaa. It's an interesting little tidbit for you. Yes, yeah, kind so, of an interesting way around the whole I don't want my songs on, on P2P services thing. This and, way it would be a search block. And hmm. Peter John sent us a link uh, from a Business Week article basically saying that artists are starting to threaten to leave the label, mm-hmm. trying to see if they have any rights to leave Sony over the rootkit thing. Yeah, and that, and that more artists are taking this, like it says uh, in this story in Business Week, some artists, including, including the Dave Matthews band, subscribe to the trust your fan mentality um, and have begun negotiating with their record labels to omit content protection provisions from their That CDs. must be a Web 2.0 thing, trusting yeah. Wow. I haven't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not too familiar with that concept. Thanks. No, I think actually, I think artist mobilization could be one of the few things that would affect actual quick change mm-hmm. in, in this, because unfortunately it sounds like people are still buying the Sony CDs and people don't really understand the rootkit stuff and they don't always feel the DRM restrictions and they're not that hyped, you know, they're not that jacked up about the principle yet. Well, and the thing is, if you there be. are plenty of people out there that don't play music on their computers still. Right. And those people are going to still buy CDs because they probably haven't heard about the controversy and it wouldn't affect them anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Very when it point. gets smarmy is when it's people who play music on their computers and who don't know any better because they don't know what a rootkit is. You're totally taking advantage of them. Yeah. And that's the underlying problem with the And those thing. are not the and those are the people you shouldn't be hurting because they're not going to pirate your stuff in the first place. Meanwhile, first for internet, the makers of the rootkit that was on the Sony CDs has taken their website down. Good. And Boing Boing is running a couple threads where they have uncovered some news group postings by members of First for Internet <laughs> asking for help, kind of posing as newbie programmers like, "Hey, how can I get the CD audio filter driver to load and unload dynamically in other words disable <laughs> someone's cd drive oh my god from remotely and then some other stuff where they were asking for uh, coding help like i know it sounds like i'm just after some free code due to my laziness but i really don't have time and i'm serious about the cash in other words somebody please write this for me and i'll pay you and i'll pay you and then i'm going to use the layman coder even though it's open source and not attribute it to anything right and then they wonder how this. they ended up with but that i think is pretty interesting because people have said a lot like oh it was just this crappy code and that's why um it broke people's cd drives and that you know that was they just had bad coders at first for internet but this indicates no oh no they did it on purpose yeah yeah the whole part or if they had it. bad coders they weren't wasn't because they employed bad people. It's because they just <laughs> went they out just on the net for and, free. Yeah, <laughs> you really got your money's worth there, Sony. 
Hiring those guys. According to Slashdot Posting, iTunes has sold more music than Tower Records or mm. Borders. Mm. This is a, an MPD group, actually. We had Steve Baker from oh, the MPD yeah. group. Uh, MPD group saying that Apple iTunes Music Store has sold more music than Tower Records and Borders in the United States. Interesting. Wow. It's because they still charge too much. But this is probably giving a little bit of a lie to the like, well, iTunes isn't selling that much anyway, so we need to raise the prices. Oh, that's not why they EMI. want to raise the prices. Oh, they said that once. They did? Yeah. Oh, I think they've, they've, used, now, they've thrown everything out. I think they've now come around to it sells a lot, which is why we want to raise yeah. the prices. Well, at one point, he was like, Steve Jobs knows that they don't sell that many anyway, so it's not going to hurt sales. Are you serious? That was early, early on in the whole thing with EMI. They are liars. Uh, you want to talk about the suit that delivers hugs? <laughs> I don't know why you think I'm so huggy. <laughs> because you're wearing a sweater. Oh, it is a fuzzy sweater. Um, apparently, there's a new d- chicken jacket, is what they're calling it at the register, which yeah. I think is hilarious. Well, because they're testing it on chickens. Yeah. Wait, what? It's a, it's a jacket that can transmit the sense of touch over the internet. <sighs> so they hope this is just so cute, too. It's scientists in Singapore. It's not what you think, folks. They hope. I know. That's what is so <laughs> funny is it's not at all what you think. It's, in fact, they want to use the concept to transmit Hugs over the internet. Hugs. You can't hug a baby with nuclear arms. Send an e-hug. But you can't hug him with this technology. This makes me really kind of sad for I some reason. I need an e-hug. You know when daddy's away on business? Oh. He could still give you a hug over the internet. <laughs> There have been a lot of times you know, I've wanted to give a hug over the internet. We don't have though. to talk oh or speculate God. about it, but we know where this technology is going. Yeah, we do. Hugs, nice idea. Yeah. Why do you have to ruin uh, everything, Tom? <laughs> because... We need to worry about the aliens who are going to take over the world via SETI at home. <laughs> we don't have time for hugs. The aliens are coming. <laughs> time for hugs? The <laughs> uh, Guardian had a story about a particle physicist who's worried that aliens could launch a virus into the SETI at home by transmitting radio signals to Earth and then causing some code to be executed in the SETI at home distributed screensaver that it. would then take over the Earth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He totally, to- he totally stole this from Independence Day. <laughs> When they were mysteriously able to write a virus in the alien code language and upload it to their computer and then take down the whole fleet. Oh, my gosh. I think maybe you watched a little too much. First of all, the aliens would need to know our language, not to mention the language in which study at home is coded. Obviously, they know our language. Yeah, come on. Obviously. They're among us. Hello. Well, if you postulate, wait a minute. Let me. Carl Sagan. (laughs) Well, I am an alien. Don't make him mad. But I'm friendly. If you postulate enough alien he cultures, yeah. then one of them is going to be smart enough to figure it out. Right? Sure. Uh, he's probably, he's totally right. Everyone uh, should un- just agree with him. <laughs> don't, don't put the foil on your head. Don't though. upset it. <laughs> it. Nice. <laughs> Stop outing me. All right. Best I way think- to hide your alienness is admit it. No one will ever believe you. Here come the voicemails. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's let's get to the one from Paul, not Ron. Hey, Tom and Molly. It's uh, Paul again, not Ron. Um, I'm a slacker, and I decided that uh, I was going to talk about the Xbox 360, but I know it came out a couple days ago. So, But the first thing is... Uh, one of the kids that sits at my lunch table, actually, he was uh, mad because his parents didn't get him an Xbox 360, and so he was kind of uh, snapping at everyone. And at the end of the lunch period, one of the girls sitting at the table actually said something to the effect of, uh, why do you have to suck the life and happiness out of the, everyone at this table just because you didn't get your stupid video game system? 
Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. But um, And then my band director, the uh, other thing that I'm going to say, uh, is he actually, he was going to get a card for his mom, and he didn't know that the Xbox 360 was coming out, and drove by an office depot and wondered, what were all those homeless people doing out on the streets there? And then he drove by on his way back and saw even more homeless people. And then he realized when he got home and watched the news and saw that the Xbox 360 was out, that that was actually uh, why all those people were out there and they weren't actually homeless. Uh, so thanks for giving us the podcast. Bye. That's hilarious. That's pretty funny. Those Xbox people, gamers are very disheveled. <laughs> <laughs> why are all those people standing outside? They must be homeless. <laughs> those homeless people are so orderly. It's and a single file all also, the way. Also, uh, to, the, to the, the girl at his lunch table, mm-hmm. because Xbox 360 is life and happiness. <laughs> you just don't get it because you're a girl. <laughs> uh, and now on to Peter in Hollywood, who has some positive spin on the whole Sony incident. Uh-huh. Hey, guys, it's Peter in Hollywood driving around talking on my cell phone because it's legal to do that here. We love our cell phones. Anyway, I just want to say how excited I am about this whole Sony thing, not to keep bringing it up, but it just shows that, you know, when the media gets involved, which it did, belatedly, admittedly, and when consumers really, you know, have a positive outcry, what we can do to affect these industries in a a way that uh, is consumer-friendly, and I think it explains the whole Microsoft becoming friendlier thing. When you have companies like Google and, you know, Firefox and Apple switching people away with their friendlier images, uh, I think it can have a huge impact. It makes business sense to be consumer-friendly, and I think Sony learned that the hard way. But we'll see if that lasts anyway. And also, I'm scared of Blu-ray when you think about their DRM craziness, what they might try to pull with that. Anyway, uh, can I have an Xbox? Bye. Interesting. We can change the world. We can change the world, sort of. Good. Well, and I, I'm not sure how... Or the power of losses. By the way, just to make sure that people know this point, I'm still not sure that Microsoft is all nicey-nice yet. Yeah, We're we'll watching see. this. But it is true. I think, I, think I, under, I agree that the combination of bad PR and competition mm-hmm. can indeed affect change, but I wonder if it's more the competition than the, than the caring, how we feel. Yeah. But they do care about the lawsuits, so keep those coming. All right, Mark in Toronto. Listen closely, Molly. <laughs> Hey, Tom, Molly, Veronica, it's Mark calling from Toronto. Just uh, wanted to let you know that as a fairly active Rogers slash iTunes slash podcast consumer, I haven't seen much evidence of what was described on Boing Boing. Occasionally, iTunes uh, seems to exhibit somewhat adolescent behavior, but you know, I think most of us attribute that to growing pains more than anything else. Part of the mystique of the cult of Apple, I suppose. I forwarded the Boing Boing posting to a friend at Rogers and asked for a comment. I've also warned him against the kind of corporate irrational behavior that would cause Molly to take up a cause with the kind of articulate fervor that she does so well. I suspect, Molly, you know, you single-handedly brought Sony to its knees. Note to self, never, ever, ever get on Molly's bad side. Tom, Molly, love your show, love the banter, love the info. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, Bye for now. P.S., if a voicemail can have a P.S. I especially love uh, Veronica's color cackletary in the background. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, I like the cackletary too. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> he's, he's also right about it. It's that. okay, Mark. You you got nothing to worry about. It, currently, it's NBC. 
Well, and also, <laughs> we got an email from Charles uh, talking about the fact that the Canadian ISP was not blocking iTunes. They He, right. uh, in emailing with some people, found out that they were trying to block P2P software, and it was interfering. Uh, she He got a message from Margadagio. Uh, it's interesting to note, they were denying there was any problem mm-hmm. at Rogers, and they were trying to stop P2P usage, which... I think that's a whole of, other interesting thing. That's that. Well, how can you do that? I mean, you're going to run into all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're just te- going to break... Because P2P, the technology is not the problem, Canadian ISP. Get a clue. Yeah, numerous folks contacted the CRTC, which I think is a regulatory mm-hmm. uh, group, and were threatening to go to the major news sources... And they did. They came right. Well, no. instead they went to buzz out loud. <laughs> yes. And, but uh, they fixed it. Kyle in Ohio uh, pointed out that the Western Digital Hard Drive box, I think, or maybe one of the ads, has the same clip art lady as uh, that we have on our podcast. Oh, video. Really? <laughs> clip art. Clip art. And who, by the uh, way, is not me? Clip who, art. Who, by the way, is not Veronica. Again. It is genericclipartlady.com. <laughs> Um, RJ awesome. emailed us about the AT&T merger and this is funny he said are you guys familiar with SBC Park or Pac-Bell Park? Oh no no <laughs> we can see it from here yeah yeah, it, we actually can walk to it and eat lunch there yeah it's about three blocks from our office here uh, San Francisco For us. that we are anyway uh, the word is that um, Pac- formerly Pac-Bell now SBC Park will indeed change its name again despite the total outcry over changing it in the first place from Pac Bell to SBC, which everybody mm-hmm. loved calling it Pac Bell Park. I still call it that. Yeah. And plan to until the day I die. And they insisted that no, no, this is a strong and enduring brand message that's changing it to the SBC, except for until like two years later. Well, the funny thing is, it's not even changing the company that's sponsoring it. That's the worst part. It's the company yeah. that's sponsoring it keeps changing. And mm-hmm. so they're like, well, we have to change the name on the park now. Obviously, we need a new sign. Yeah. Because our branding insists that SBC is the perfect name for our company. So, you know what? Go Two ahead, years later. Go ahead and write to AT&T. AT&T and just is ask the perfect them, name for our company. And just ask them, how much of your money are they going to spend on new signage at Pac Bell Park? Yeah. Which everybody still calls, by the way, Pac Bell Park. Okay. All right. Our Frapper map is up to almost 500. I bet wow. it's 500 by now. It was so close, but right before the podcast. Awesome. dot com slash buzz out loud. Thanks again to Chris, by the way. I don't know if we've for thanked him enough up. for setting it up. <laughs> uh, shout outs to, La- I have to shout out to Larry in Edmonton because his team won the <laughs> CFL championship, the Edmonton Eskimos yesterday. Aww. It was a great game too. It was close. They went into double overtime. Never happened in the Grey Cup before. Very exciting. <laughs> and then uh, I want to shout out to Malcolm because he's in Nottingham. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And we have to I ask- bet he doesn't call oh, it we Nottingham. Had, we had someone wrote no, about sock Nottingham. puppets, too. Someone had a sock puppet comment. Oh, yeah? Even sock puppets love Buzz Out Loud. They do. Research shows. Why wouldn't they? Oh, and <laughs> really? I took a... Um, it's I custom took, tailored for them. Someone wanted us to make a Flickr group, so I did. Oh, yeah. Look at you, proactive. Good job. Yeah, so there's a, a link to our new Flickr group on the forums at uh, forums.cnet.com. And um, yeah, there's nothing on there yet, but there could be. If you put something on there, we should have taken pictures of how they helped us. Oh, we should have. Except I don't know if anybody wanted to see us in that condition. (laughs) Oh, we do have to give a shout out to Patrick in Sydney because uh, he was whining about it. That doesn't mean if you whine, we'll give you a shout out. But look at the precedent that you started. I just fell fell for it. And we increased increased our Carlos enthusiasm upon his request. Yeah, see? We take requests. I hear it buzz out loud. And that is all. Oh, 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 oh. And we're in the top 100. Oh yeah! For yes. iTunes, self-congratulations. We have like finally number... cracked the iTunes secret sauce. Thanks to I think we're you, like seventy-eight today. Sweet. So we're awesome. Make your friends subscribe by yeah. iTunes. Yeah, boost up our rating. That'd Let's see super. how high we can get. <laughs> 
All right, send us an email, it's Buzz. An exercise in ego. Send us an email, Buzz at CNET.com, or leave us a posting in our forums, forums.cnet.com, or give us a call, 888. No, no, no. 800. 800. See, I knew the holiday help desk was going to mess me up. 800 616 CNEP. CNEP.